Dear Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord, that you would um, and praise you for just your presence with us, for the word of God, which so enlivens our hearts and minds. Uh, Lord, I pray that in its purity that we may focus on it and that we may be uh, perfected through the study of it and through the work of your spirit uh, in us. Lord, I just thank you also for this creation and all the provisions that you have given us the food which is seemingly always for us. Lord, I thank you for the ability to share these things, to walk together with others, and for um, the purpose that you've given us through salvation. Lord, I pray that you would be with this service today as we sing together, as we concentrate on your word. Lord, I pray that these things might be multiplied and that your um, herald, heralded word might go out to all the corners of the world of the earth, just as you have so planned. And Lord, I just pray that um, you would help us to be hearers and not doers only. In your name, and doers, um, not just do, not just hearers, but doers also. In your name, I pray. Amen. So our topic today is God's power. Um, God's power is obvious. Um, it is everywhere. It is all around us and yet so easy to walk past without appreciation. So easy to doubt or even dismiss the power of God. There is constant temptation to feel that we need to provide him assistance in the absence of our obedience. To submit to his power is to trust his promises in the absence of our controlling the outcomes. We want to fix, and we want to control outcomes. We are not alone in our desire to redirect God's power or even feel its inadequacy, if that's what we are thinking at times. Remember Galatians chapter 3. Paul says to the Galatian church, You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed and crucified? This is the only thing I want to find out from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish, having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? So then, does he who provides you with the Spirit and works miracles among you do it by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? By hearing with faith. Do we hear? Paul's question is, who has bewitched you? Bewitched is used as its pure form one time in scripture right here. Who has deluded you? Who has changed your mind? You've seen these things. You've witnessed these things. You experience these things, yet now are you trying to be perfected in the flesh? It is such a slippery slope to want to be the fixer of ills and to lack the peace that comes from our salvation and trusting his power. This is our tendencies towards anxieties. It is not that God does not work through our efforts and that the skills he provides us are provided for his good pleasure. It is not that we ought to let the 
let go of the mission that he has provided to us and stand back for him to do all the effort. We are to put a maximum effort into this life that we're living. But there is this slippery slope of saying, I know better. I want to be the fixer. A constant temptation, a discomfort of things that are currently perplexing to us and problems that are before us. This is distrust in his promises. And this distrust is a distrust in his power. In reality, our powerlessness over problems is a perfect place to be. 2 Corinthians 12 indicates, starting in verse 9, and he said to, and he said to me, this is the Lord saying to the Apostle Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. What a place of comfort. What a place of contentment. Look at that list. Weaknesses. Insults. Distresses. Persecutions. Difficulties. Just as the Galatians, these things are distressing to us. We aren't saved, however, through our own power. We aren't sanctified through our own power. We don't serve through our own power. We won't pass through from this life to glory within our own power. Nothing that we can do can draw us closer to God. God has done it. We are asked to walk in obedience, to lay aside self, and to be clothed with the clothing that signifies his power, his grace, and his love. 1 Peter chapter 5, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. It's a mighty hand. That he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him, because why? He cares for you. The mighty hand of God cares for us. It goes on to say, be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by the brethren who are in the world. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be dominion, that's power, is it not? To him be dominion forever and ever, amen. There is no relationship issue or illness that he is not sovereign over. All things are under his command. And he commands all things, and to be used for his glory. How about the fingers over a piano? Just the piano playing. Uh, the gifts given to people, uh, both for skill, but also, ultimately, for his praise. What a blessing it is to hear that. 
God's power will be experienced by all. In fact, it already has been experienced, even if one denies it. And all will be humbled by him. His power emanates from him through all that he does, all that he has done, and all that he will do in the future. His works verify his eminent power. It's immense. Death has no victory over his mighty hand, and there is no force that can frustrate or change his promises. We consider Psalm 33 just by the very words of the song that we just sang. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, all their hosts. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord nullifies the counsel of the nations. He frustrates the plans of the people. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart from generation to generation. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. You can study in any part of scripture, just as we've studied in our uh, recent looking at uh, deeper levels of Ephesians. Just consider Ephesians chapter 3 and God's power. Starting in verse 1, for this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace, which was given to me for you, that by revelation there, there was made known to me the mystery as I wrote before in brief. By revelation, God commands revelation. He commands the giving of it to someone else and the ministry within it. By referring to this, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit, to be specific, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and members of the body and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. You can read, you can experience, you can hear language. It's been made known. The apostle references the written word here. You read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ. What a blessing to have this revelation. He has given his holy apostles and prophets these words through the Spirit of God, through his power to deliver. To be specific, he has given it and called those who are partakers in the promise through the gospel to be ministers as well, of which I was made a minister according to the gift, God, gift of God's grace which, he was, which was given to me according to the working of his power. I was made a minister, Paul says, according to the gift which comes from where? From God's grace. 
which was given to me according to the working out of his power. To me, the very least of all saints, grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ and to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery which for ages has been hidden in God who created all things. God provides revelation. He provides the timing for information. He commands all these things and he has created all of them so that the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to made excuse me might be made known through the church to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places this was in accordance with the eternal purpose which he carried out in Christ Jesus our lord he carries out his purposes and his promises he has the power to deliver and he has in whom we have boldness and confident access through faith in him. Therefore, I ask you, do not lose heart at my tribulations on your behalf, for they are for your glory. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. Not only does he have power, but he gives power. He gives us boldness. He gives us access uh, through prayer so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you may be rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend all the saints, what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Of all the expressions of the power of God, all the things that he has done, what is most profound is his love. Love that is so wonderfully expressed through sacrifice. The Father giving the Son. The Son giving of self. Love that perfects and makes right all that is wrong. A love that fills us to the fullness of God. A love that works within us. What a blessing. 